it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. all over the Seahawks tonight, the Thursday night Thanksgiving evening game in the National Football League. 14-3 Niners in the lead early in the second quarter. Earlier today, Dallas pounding Washington 45-10 and Green Bay upends Detroit 29-22. No games in the NHL today. Back at it tomorrow. The Edmonton Oilers will visit the Washington Capitals. It's on 6.30, Chet, 11.30 a.m. for the face-off show. And the game will start at 1 o'clock as the Oilers try to end their three-game losing streak and do pretty much everything better. And today at practice in Washington, early on in the practice, uh, there was an offside during a drill, and Chris Knobloch was not happy. Uh, I'm obviously in Edmonton, not at the practices, but uh, in touch with people who were covering the practice today. And the message uh, I received from somebody offside while they were doing a warm-up drill, a few F-bombs and yelled at the players, telling them to, quote, care about the details. And details have certainly been something the Oilers have been negligent with so far this season. And then after practice, Knobloch was asked about this. Yeah, the game comes down to uh, doing little things uh, well. And um, it's um, talk to our players about being great at things that uh, require little or no talent. And things like making a little pass, finishing your check, being on the defensive side, um, doesn't matter what level you're at, you can execute those. And, um, and any successful team is good at those details and its structure. And, um, and so whether we're doing things in practice or in a game, uh, we're expecting that those are getting done. Well, that's kind of become his go-to phrase here. you got to be great at the things that require little or no skill. And we'll see if the Oilers can clean that up against the Capitals. Just uh, an extremely disappointing season. 18 games in, they got five wins. I was thinking today, we covered the football team, the Elks, all year. They played 18 games, they got four wins. Elks got five after 18. It's been it's been bleak for our clubs the last few months here. Matthias Ekholm, the defenseman, responded to Knobloch demanding better details. Well, that's what we need right now, for sure. Um, we can't. Usually that's what it is. When you win and, and things are going, it's just you just keep them going. But when you lose, you have to you have to find a stop, right? So um, the starts in practice, starts with the details and uh, getting everybody on the same page, for sure. And, and, and today was uh, one step towards that. And, and I think the management and the coaching staff are aware of that as well. So it's, it's good to see. 
All right, and the Oilers have uh, just been an absolute nightmare when it comes to keeping the puck out of their own net. Uh, yes, uh, I, I agree the goaltending has been not good enough. Uh, I would argue the defending, and that is the entire team defending, not the, just the defense men, the defending efforts of the defensemen and the forwards, very, very poor. The Oilers averaging four goals against per game. That's tied for second worst in the league. Minnesota is also at four against per game. The worst team is San Jose at 4.32. And Ekholm was asked how the team can play better defensively. Sometimes it's not about what you get. It's about what you leave for, for the other team. And, and the momentum game is something we got to feel out better, knowing when to make a play, when it's time to just get it deep and, and go to work. So from that perspective, I think it's, it's, it's not on the goal. It's, it's not just on the D. It's not just on the forwards. It's collectively we have to be better at that, that and, and, and knowing what, where we're at in our shift. Uh, are we in the first five minutes of the game? Do we Maybe we should just get it deep to, to, to get going, and, and then we can start making plays. So um, I think it's a, it's a whole team thing. And, and it's something we all have to do a better job on. Well, I think what he's talking about is game management and, and playing sometimes simple and in straight lines. And, and as he said, sometimes it's not what you get, but what you leave for the other team. And when the Oilers make a mistake, make a bad pinch, make a turnover, it tends to be very costly, and then they don't cover up for each other well enough, and on and on we go. We've, we've seen it for 18 games, well, pretty much all the 18 games throughout the season. All right, so the broadcast coming up tomorrow, and we'll talk uh, more about the Oilers and what he sees, and uh, we'll also get... Kelly Rudy's reaction to uh, some of Knobloch's comments as we move along tonight. Kelly's coming up here in about six or seven minutes. The Elks today announcing that they are setting up a committee to review the team's ownership structure. Basically what this means is is they're looking at having a private owner rather than being community owned. Uh, Rick Lawlisher, the interim president of the team, lays out the direction for the Elks. Going forward, I always like to look forward. So I've been here three months, and in conversation with the management and the board, we've looked at a lot of things on forecasts in particular, and know that uh, over 2024, if we kept on the same track or even even to a degree got better, that uh, the trust fund is going to be in danger of diminishing. So we all felt very strongly that now's the time to go forward and look at what the options are. Lola Sure almost also commenting today that perhaps it's time for the Elks to have a more modern home. He's a bit concerned about Commonwealth Stadium. We need some very high investment into this stadium if the stadium's going to go forward as a CFL stadium. You know, it's been the love of the CFL for a lot of years. It's had a lot of events here, uh, but it's not the stadium of the future that you see that we have in in uh, Regina and Winnipeg and Hamilton and Ottawa and the, the going forward. So it needs a pretty big investment. And I know the city's been looking at it, the, but it's just, it's too big for today's environment of uh, the CFL and the type of seats that you can sell. All right. And now with uh, looking for somebody to purchase the team, I asked Lalashur at the news conference this morning, anybody interested? Three or four, four I guess, reach out to me in, in, in the last three months to, because, uh, you know, there's hearsay on the street and around the league uh, that have expressed an interest. And I've told them they just have to wait. We've had no negotiations or anything like that. But there's clearly are, um, it, it's a great community for sports. It's a great 
community for football, and there's a, I think there's going to be a fair amount of interest, whether it's a group or an individual. And with the committee going forward, we'll just see where that is. All right, so that'll be uh, an ongoing story. I, I think we've seen this coming for probably a couple of years, certainly more over the last 6 to 12 months, more speculation about this. And as Lulisher said, there have been some inquiries about the availability of the team. So this is not going to happen overnight, but I would think in the next uh, 12 to 24 months, we'll have a private owner for the double E. We will have Grey Cup champion Spruce Grove native Justin Lawrence on the show. Coming up after the 7.30 news, Kelly Rudy, when we bring you back. Inside Sports on 6.30. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. And I just see a lot of guys who who are working hard, do care, um, are so worried about making mistakes, and ultimately it's paralyzing us and holding us back and um, just not playing with our instincts and um, yeah we just have to get away from it and you see on the third period where we had nothing to lose we just went out there and played a really simple game we were fast and um, very direct and um, we dictated um, a lot of the play so we just have to um, more of that. That is Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch after last night's loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. For further discussion on that and all things Oilers, he joins us every week, presented by Sentinel Storage, Shop Canadian, Store Canadian, head to sentinelstorage.ca, former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster with NHL on Rogers, Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Reed. I have a couple of nights off here in uh, downtown Toronto. So I was following the Flames uh, I was in uh, Seattle earlier this week. Then last night I was at Nashville. Now I have two nights off here in Toronto before the uh, Saturday uh, Hockey Night in Canada broadcast. Okay, good stuff. Well, hopefully you find a new restaurant or two to go to or an old favorite. I'm going to an old favorite today. (laughs) You might see a picture or two tonight. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, I look forward (laughs) to that. I look forward to that. Hey, uh, I I just played that uh, clip from Chris Knobloch last Mm -hmm. night. basically saying that the team is so afraid of making a mistake it's it's almost paralyzing them just wondering what you thought when you heard that uh i could relate uh i think most athletes i was thinking about this when you sent me the uh email earlier today i think most athletes can relate to what he's saying other than maybe the odd guy like uh, um roger federer or you know, some incredible athlete that had amazing success that never went, that I know of, went through a stretch where they were just terrible. And uh, that's what the Oilers are right now. They're just terrible, and they are paralyzed. Uh, And it's funny, you think you're working as hard as you can, and they probably are, but mentally they're so beaten up that uh, it's just draining. Uh, But whenever you go through a stretch like this, you look lethargic, you look like, um you've never played the game before and that's that's another thing what he said also in that clip that you sent me that they're they're not playing with their instincts and that was the first thing after the paralyzing comment that was the first thing i thought of after watching the uh the highlights from last night nobody is doing anything that's coming that should be instinctual and and so many and i mean mostly defensively these guys have been around forever they've weeded out 
thousands and thousands and thousands of kids along the way because they just naturally know how to play the game better than everybody else. So why are they making silly mistakes? And I'm not going to point out names because it's it's almost everybody now, at least from what I saw last night and some other games on this trip, that they just they are, their brains are on fire. They're thinking way too much. You know, I'm going off on a tangent here, but here's what I, w- I might even think about doing something drastic before they finish off the road trip in Washington. Because it looks like they're thinking too much, I might, if I was the head coach, I might go in there and say something like uh, morning skate. I'm not saying anything to you guys. You guys just go play, have some fun, and we'll get out of this and do very little coaching uh, throughout the course of the day and in the game and just let them finally go back and have some fun because there is nothing about what they're doing that looks fun. I see the images of uh, McDavid on the bench, and I saw Dreisaitl and he, that nice little exchange where they, and I think it was from last night, I'm not sure. I saw it on social media. They're trying to encourage each other, but they're just so far in a ditch that it's next to impossible. So to get them out of it, they don't need the same messaging. Well, yeah, that uh, I like how you put that and a lot of your observations, and that's what, uh, and that's, I mean, Rob said last night, especially defensively, there's not a single player who can feel good about his season. Defenseman, forwards, goalie, right. anybody. And then also Knobloch said, okay, in the third, they played a little freer, but yeah, that's what Rob and I discussed last night. Like, you're down 5-1. Like, where's yeah. that after you're down one nothing or 2 nothing, or even at the start of the second period? I, I'm, right. I guess it was 5-2 at the start of the third. It had been 5-1, but and yeah. that's that's the frustrating thing. You see glimpses of, oh, there's the Oilers team, but you don't see it nearly enough. Well, and you never see it in a pressure situation. You always see it when they're so far out of it, right? And then they have nothing to lose now. Then they Then they just go, oh, well, let's just go play, as opposed to, okay, now – uh, it's 2-2, two, two, pressure's on, how are we going to react? And they've reacted poorly all season long. By the way, Reed, I did not see any of this coming. When uh, Reed, when we were talking early in the season, they had some early struggles, and I said something like, don't worry. They're going to be exactly like the Toronto Maple Leafs. We will have this conversation in six weeks, and we'll be laughing about it by going, what were we worried about? Well, we have pretty good reason to be worried now because this is to the point where they're going to have to play incredibly well. Everybody knows it. They're going to have to play incredibly well just to even get back in the playoff race. Yeah, for sure. They're going to need about two-thirds of their points just to get to 95. So that, that's, that's, right. how, that's how tough it is. And uh, also today at, uh, at at practice, now obviously I'm not in, in Washington, but I confirmed this with, with someone who asked Knobloch a question about it after. Yeah. Yeah. They went offside during a drill early in practice, and and he he yelled at them and used some colorful language. I know a coach only get and and said details, 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 guys. I I know a yeah. coach only gets a few of those where you kind of raise your voice or lose it a little bit. But uh, Knobloch, who it's almost hard to imagine him doing that. Uh, I guess he, yeah. he chose yeah. to to cross one of those off today. Well, you have to take them uh, take those times wisely. And I would do it over that. I, if In practice, maybe if we're on a 10-game heater, I'm maybe not 
quite as upset with it, but I still would most likely. But if we're struggling and we're going offside in practice, that that definitely warrants blowing the whistle, stopping the drill, let the message sink in that that's unacceptable, and then doing it over again and making sure throughout the entire practice, every first pass is crisp. I'd stop a drill if the first pass pass wasn't crisp if they did things like went offside or you know anything that's a small little detail that they're not doing right i would start the drill all over again yeah it's it's tough because you're searching for something to work right like there's you see little glimpses and you think okay they've won three in a row come back win against seattle or are they going in the right direction and they yeah. and they give it right back and it, it's it, it is so because uh, Rob and I have said it's, it's not like they need to play 5% better. You know, right. like a lot of games are close <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, that was a close game. The losing team wasn't terrible. It's, it's a couple little right. things. I mean, the Oilers could fix a couple little things. It's like, okay, great. There's still 12 things to fix. I mean, that's, that's what right. I, you know, and, yeah. I, and I think Knobloch is worried about their mental state and the, the joie de vivre. If, if, you, if you want, I'll pull that out of the hat. Right. But, when it's not there, I mean, they, they know how it feels to feel good, but they just, they can't get there. Yeah. I'm at a loss. Cause I, like I said, I had no idea this was coming. Even when we had the outdoor game in Edmonton between them and the flames and we had uh dry on in our pregame show, we had Connor on set and Connor made the great point about, you know, something we know we're a good team. We've won. And he said how many, games they've won in the last two years and you're like yeah that makes all all the sense in the world so why would they worry because they're a good team and yet they're still well they're worse than back then which you know that it, it's hard to explain if you can i i know i can't um you know pickard played goal he started a game and came in in relief how what's the vibe there with you know, I mean, he's been an AHL goalie most of his career, and I'm sure yeah. you had younger guys or like him, maybe an older veteran come up from the minors and be on your bench. How does he fit into that role? Like, is that is that tough or would he be polished enough to know what he has to do? What do you think? Oh, boy, I'm really torn on this because, uh, first of all, when I first saw him really explode onto the scene, I'm, I'm just going off my memory. I don't have my hockey DB in front of me or something. But when he first exploded onto the scene in around 2014 with Colorado, and I think he played about 50 games, something like that, I was like, okay, I like this guy. He is going to have a long career. I didn't know to what level he was going to get. And then it all started to fall apart on him. And... Uh, and I, I, I could never figure it out. And I, I haven't really done a deep dive. I didn't go talk to a lot of people about it, but it was always puzzling to me that he was more of an AHL goalie than an NHL goalie from what uh, I saw a number of years ago. So having said that, I think it's unfair to expect anything otherwise other than he is older, he is talented enough if he can ever figure it out but you're also putting a guy in an impossible situation. If you're asking your third goalie in the organization uh, and he's there for a reason to, to fix this uh, ship, then you're in big, big trouble because it's most likely not going to happen. Now we have over the course of the history of the game that we've seen guys go on a good run uh, unexpectedly 
and uh, and save a, a, the franchise for a little while. Um, but those guys typically don't stick around that much. Yeah. Well, and I mean, somebody said to me today, well, they just need a goalie. And I, I mean, the goaltending is not great. Don't get no. me wrong, but I, I, I can't see it. I, I don't think this team, it's just a goalie that's preventing oh, them. It's okay. so much, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put into context and I've seen it a number of times with the Oilers. Uh, why? Yes, they knew they do need better goaltending. Can't argue that, but who in the world that has ever played? I, I always said Dominic Hoshik is the best goalie to ever play. And you could argue there's, you know, five or 10 other guys that are right at that level. Who in the world that has ever played that game would have stopped the second goal against yesterday? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah. That, you couldn't play a two-on-one worse. Right? Right. And what what, what is the goalie going to do? What in the world, what chance does Skinner have if that's, if, first of all, if they're going to give up quality chances like that and then, the, the defenseman plays it that poorly, a two-on-one. No goalie that's ever played would have made that save. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Kelly, we'll see if they can pull something out and get something going against Washington here because uh, it, it's pretty dire right now. Hey, thanks a lot for doing this. Have a great meal tonight wherever you go, and we'll talk again next week, my friend. Sounds good, Reed. Take care, everybody. That is Kelly Rooney, presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Great Cup champ, native of Spruce Grove, Justin Lawrence, coming up on Inside Sports.